0: Today's episode is going to be a powerful one because I know just from speaking to so many of you that we feel really called to raise these incredibly confident kids, but we want them to have humility too. We don't want them to be the type of kid who's tips the scales from confident to cocky and doesn't have the right perspective on the world. So as entrepreneurs, we're naturally pretty confident people. Otherwise, we wouldn't take the leaps that we do take we're sure of who we are and pursuing this kind of alternative path and we know what we stand for and we're confident in our own ability to do something or to figure out how to do it. But how do we raise then confident people? Is this a learned skill? Is it modeled? Is it in our DNA when we were born? And we also, you know, if we're focusing so much on teaching and modeling and talking about confidence, where does humility come in? How can kids be both and. So let's raise them up right. Let's talk about this important conversation around raising humble, confident kids. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you... This short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them upright. Let's kick off with confidence. I know this is something that we all crave. We want to see our kids bright and shining and brave enough to be themselves and courageous enough to go after what they're called to and to have, you know, we talk about resilience all the time, having the ability to keep getting back up because to me that's deposits in the confidence bank. When they face a challenge or when they do something hard or when they fail and still get back up and try again, all of a sudden they're seeing what they're capable of and what's possible for them. So confidence in my Humble opinion (laughs) to use our second half of the episode's conversation is not something that we can just tell them that they are, and it's not something that we can just shout at them, and it's not something that we can just repeat over and over as we look at them in the mirror. Although those affirmations of confidence are important and it's important for them to hear it from us, we have to help them develop it. We have to help them do the things that are going to make those deposits. In the confidence bank. So, it's gonna come some from the nurturing of us as leaders and parents, and it's gonna come some from modeling, right? Them witnessing what it looks like to become confident and showing them what's possible. But it's also gonna become in big part from them kind of leaping out on their own and doing the things that are going to yield growth and confidence for them. So, we're gonna break down those differentiators and see how you can kind of tap into all of those categories. I love the ages that my kids are getting to because even our three-year-old, who's our youngest at the moment, although we have another one coming, even our three-year-old, she is able to have discussions about what she witnesses in other people. So I think a really cool starting place and something that often is brought up around our dinner table is just having conversations about what we see in others, both good and the things that we might not want to emulate or pursue. So talking about those confident traits and the people in their lives and the kids' lives, and what makes them appear confident, and how can we embody and emulate those things? Because it gets their wheels turning about what confidence even is. And if your child, you know, runs the gamut in ages, right? The li- people listening to this, your kids could be anywhere from little like mine, or almost out of the house and making you an empty nester. I think it app- this. Truth applies to every child's age of having those open conversations and saying, okay, you saw, you know, for example, my son, when we hosted Camp Luminary, he really wanted to be involved, but he was terrified of doing anything in front of people. And one thing that we talked about was, well, how do some of those other people do it? And he said, he noticed, you know, mommy will get up and speak in front of people or other We sometimes watch speeches online and he'll say, well, how do they do it? How do they get up on stage and talk so confidently? And we talk about how they had to put in the practice and how they had to try and how they identified that even if they messed up, they could keep going and they could grow from it. So those conversations led to him taking the action of, for the first time in his little life, getting up in front of this whole group of his peers and other adults and speaking. It was a short little clip moment in time where he was announcing something for us. But just taking that act, he was so scared to do it. But we had had those conversations around how other people do it and how he could do it too. And knowing that the way those people got better was starting. And so he started. And that was such a huge moment for his growth and confidence because he, he understood the thing and then he did the thing. And that was a big part of our conversation is talking about why confidence matters and talking about how confidence and fear can live in the same moment. And I think that was such a light bulb for our son, kind of a light bulb for me and realizing, man, he had this belief that when he's seeing these other people do these things that he wants to do, that they, they don't have any fear. They don't have any doubt. And In talking with him, I was able to share that, man, buddy, when I get up in front of people, I'm so scared. I've been doing it for years and I'm still terrified or I still have nerves about it or I still have fear of failure. I I doubt myself in the preparation process, but I do it anyway. And it's having that ability to go after something that's important to you that without the confidence to at least take the leap. Could hold you back from pursuing what's on your heart and what you're meant to do, but it doesn't mean you have to do it without fear. You don't have to wait until those nerves are totally gone to take that step. So, to jump more into the experiences piece, because we saw him bloom to a whole new level when he did that one little thing, it's really about doing the things that make you uncomfortable and starting to develop some level of comfort with doing them, so at least some level of familiarity with it. So, how can we teach? confidence by giving them, giving our children more experiences and opportunities to do things. This is a really hard thing for me. I want to catch them before they fall figuratively and literally all the time. I don't want them to suffer, experience pain. But I also know at the same time that the only way that they're going to develop that confidence in themselves is by trying things on their own, is by experiencing things that make them see what they're capable of or see where they need to grow in order to be capable of it. And it can start with really small things. We have chickens and every morning now Jack comes down and gets the eggs for the chickens, but he had nerves around that too. He's like, well, I don't know how to do it. I've never done it before. Well, you got to do it. That's how you're going to know how to do it. And now he does it in two seconds and it's no skin off his back and he's super comfortable with that, but he had to get out of his comfort zone to do it. So the sooner our kids are asked to step out of those zones of comfort, the more natural it can become. And depending on their ages, this can start really tiny, right? Ordering their own dinner at a restaurant, learning how to make eye contact when they're talking to another person, uh, calling about a broken toy, right? The not expecting you to do it for them put them in places they are uncomfortable, and allow it to be a fruitful experience in terms of building confidence for their future. These are building blocks. These add up. They don't need these huge knock-it-out-of-the-park opportunities or moments or learning environments to practice these skills. It's in the little moments, the little steps outside of their comfort zone that are going to make all the difference. And kids want that. They want to pursue possibility. So. Giving them those chances to do it is huge. Even in kids as young as, you know, our three-year-old, I remember when she was two, it was letting her put her own shoes on, which took so much longer than if we just did it. And it was sometimes meant they were on the wrong feet, but she really started to smile and shine that she was doing something on her own, that it didn't have to just be done for her. And I think sometimes the tendency is to just speed up the process or to do it for them or help them avoid the discomfort, but we're really robbing them of an opportunity to make those deposits in the confidence bank. So on the humility side of things, I heard a quote recently I wish I could give it credit where it's due, but I don't remember. I think I saw it in like a graphic on Instagram without any recognition. But it's humility is not thinking less of ourselves, it's thinking of ourselves less. We don't need to be a wallflower to be humble. So I thought that was so powerful that our kids can really develop their chops and their experiences and confidence. And it's not about, you know, sometimes I think we mistake humility for thinking less of ourselves. Oh, well, you know, you don't have to think of yourself as such a high performance athlete or or so successful in this or the other thing. It's just while you're doing those things, while you're also thinking of others, you're coming from a servant's heart. And that's just the essence of what we're seeking to raise our children in is that servant's nature that heart for other people, of realizing their gifts and then saying, how are we using this as a gift for good in the lives of others or lift other people up? And not mistaking and treating humility like it has to be something where your child's this quiet little wallflower that never speaks up because that's humility. Uh, That's a misconception. To me, confidence and humility, they balance each other out. They create this really well-adjusted, well-rounded, strong child who can go forward and really make a powerful impact and do it from a place of a strong heart, knowing they're in the right place at the right time, doing the things that they're called to do because they have the confidence to do it. But they also have the humility to know that there were a lot of people in their paths that helped them get there. Uh, It's also acknowledging the process. I think that's a huge piece. And for us in our family, it's faith. It's helping them realize, yes, you are great at that. And this is a gift that God has given you. So you don't get to take all the credit for it. So that takes the cockiness right off the table and just adds a little humility into the ring right off the bat. You are so capable of doing this. You have a special gift as an entrepreneur to really infuse a different level of confidence and humility into your children, and you get to be the prime example of it. So sometimes we need our own little reality check in both of those categories. I know there are times where the way I'm talking or acting, my confidence bank is pretty empty and my kids can see that or there are times where maybe it's too full and i'm not leaning into humility enough and as we teach them they become our kind of behind the scenes accountability to remain true to those two worlds and to really honor our callings while being humble confident leaders so we can raise humble confident leaders okay let's raise them up Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.